You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We've got a lot of draft content up at SportingNews.com, including my seven-round mock draft, my special first-round mock draft with trades, of course, my big board as well, ranking the top 140 players, best players by position. We looked at the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends in this class uh, the last uh, few shows here breaking down their potential fantasy football fits short-term and long-term elite now we're going to focus on the teams we'll get through all 16 AFC teams today starting with Baltimore ending with Tennessee and breaking down the latest news and notes we'll come back to close the week with the NFC look at uh, the Arizona Cardinals all the way through the Washington Commanders there what you need to know for fantasy football news notes analysis as we go along and playing catch up here this offseason thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen day we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts to so subscribe and follow for free. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook in the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right, let's dive right into what we have with the Baltimore Ravens. They acquired Odell Beckham Jr. They signed him to a pretty significant deal here. They already added Nelson Aguilar in the offseason, said goodbye to Marcus Robinson. They have Rashad Bateman on the mend again in year three, going into his season, the first-round pick from a few years ago. You have Mark Andrews at tight end, Isaiah Likely. So, Beckham, we're not expecting more than wide receiver four right now. We're going to start there and see what his role is. Is it going to be Marquise Hollywood-Brown from a few years ago before they traded him? And uh, that was part of making Lamar Jackson a little bit upset, the process of doing that. So, maybe they're appeasing Lamar Jackson by making this move with Todd Munkin, and the new offensive Coordinator trying to get a little bit more 11 personnel, a little bit better at stretching the field, veteran presence there at wide receiver as well as Aguilar to help Bateman here. So something to look at for sure. Again, I'm not going to go crazy and lock in with Odell Beckham Jr. throwing it back old school, wide receiver three even. I'm going to wait and see. This is also a low-volume passing team still with Todd Munkin. And you look at, again, Mark Andrews is the key target here. And then you go for Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson down to probably Rashad Bateman if he's healthy. First-round pick, Young on the rise as well. Could be very special in that position. So it starts after those guys in the pecking order. Again, this is not a high-volume Ravens-throwing team yet. It could change a little bit with Munkin. It just depends what we see develop with Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. So a lot of variables there for OBJ, but certainly a ploy to make sure Lamar Jackson comes back. If not, just on the franchise tag with all guaranteed money with a long-term contract here in Baltimore. We go from Baltimore to Buffalo. The Bills still kicking the tires on what they can do to upgrade wide receiver and running back. They did add Damien Harris in the backfield with James Cook. They're really high on Cook, but they said goodbye to Devin Singletary. Damien Harris has not been able to stay healthy for the rival Patriots. So still looking at different running backs. Latavius Murray got in the mix there as someone they were interested in. But I think they would also pull the trigger on a power back in the draft. I have them taking Roshan Johnson out of Texas versus going for Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs as a workhorse there. And they've also looked at different wide receivers. I think they like Khalil Shakir and his upside as maybe a big slot there to make some plays off Stephon Diggs. But Gabe Davis was disappointment last year with 
the big plays, but very inconsistent fantasy and reality-wise. So maybe looking for that consistent number two. That's why they've been looking at Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith and Ajigba in the first round. Those guys would be ideal for them. And they can also put Shakir on the outside because of his speed and move one of those guys inside and uh, put Gabe Davis just as occasional deep threat for Josh Allen as they spread the field. So some things to look at there. The Bengals have a concern in their backfield. Joe Mixon, the aggravated menacing charge, is out there. They want to figure out do their due diligence here. He's also an older back on a contract that they can cut to help them pay for Joe Mixon if they want to keep T, or Joe Burrow, I should say, and if they want to look at T. Higgins. They're trying to get the Joe Burrow deal done here, and uh, they're pretty confident that will get done. They need all the resources, money there, so they might have a way out with Mixon. Move on from that contract. Look for other backs here. Right now they have Trayvon Williams, Chris Evans. So that would put them in the mix potentially to go after Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs in the first round or look for a different type of back here. But I, I would expect the, Ray, the Bengals to invest in the backfield at some point because of the situation with Mixon. We go to Cleveland. Cleveland's been busy in the wide receiver core. We know they already have a one guy they can trust in Amari Cooper all over the field. They have Don Peoples-Jones, but... How about Marquise Goodwin and Elijah Moore added to this mix? So trying to get some field stretchers, some guys who can make big plays after the catch, going downfield. Goodwin is a speedster. We know that still at his age. So trying to push the ball downfield a little bit more to Deshaun Watson. So that's why I really like Watson as a top-end sleeper here in fantasy football that can easily shoot up into the top half of QB1s because of that action for the Browns at wide receiver. Speaking of wide receiver, the Broncos in a bit of transition potentially. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, they've set her off the block, but that was before realizing Tim Patrick is rather healthy and looking good here to be a big factor. So Tim Patrick, very reliable. Remember, he got a contract extension as well. So they really like him. He's been a guy that fits in all coaching staffs. Marcus Callaway also entered the mix here following uh, Sean Payton and that uh, Joe Lombardi Saints style offense. So We'll see what happens here. They still could move, I think, Judy or Sutton. I think it's more likely to be Cortland Sutton because they do like Jerry Judy with Russell Wilson. That's going to bump up Judy's value even more. I like him as a sleeper over Sutton here. And Tim Patrick can do a lot of things. Sutton can do a little bit of field stretching on the outside. So if they move anyone, given the durability history, disappointment, bigger contract, I think it would be Cortland Sutton rather than Jerry Judy. All right, there you have a look at the early teams there, five of the teams in the AFC, their latest news and notes and what that means for fantasy football. We will get into the rest here, the last 11 teams in the AFC in our final two segments here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best pasting protein bar ever that's built. you got to try this. If you're like me and you don't want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you. You've got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Unbelievable flavors also that they come in. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built keeps doing it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's what's even better about them. They're healthy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to wait to get your box. For years we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your newest 
and nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut. And the, the cookies and cream and double chocolate bars, you can get the coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club running, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can always get them, and they're always available too. And you can thank me later, because it'll be great to have Built Bars right there down the street from you. All right, it's time to continue the show here on Locked On Fantasy Football and break down the latest AFC news and notes you need to know from all 16 teams. We're at the Houston Texans here. John Mechie looks like he's going to be involved here. They're pretty confident. Another Alabama guy playing for D'Amico Ryans, a former Alabama linebacker. Does that prompt them to feel better about taking Bryce Young at number two overall? Something to look at. They're only third receiving option right now behind Nico Collins and the newcomer Robert Woods is Noah Brown. So they're definitely looking at that. Wide receiver's an option. They could try to upgrade with the trade of Brandon Cooks to Dallas. So there's a lot of things they can look at there. So the Texans definitely could be in the market for receiver early. Woods is pretty old here and uh, probably on his last legs here with the knee injuries he's had uh, in multiple seasons here. So something to worry about with him. And Nico Collins has been a big play threat, but different coaching staff, different mentality here. So definitely I think the Texans are still in the market for a receiver, but interesting that Mechie might be an option there beyond uh, Noah Brown as their number three. All right, let's go to the Colts. They're going to pretty much stick with the number four overall pick. It looks like they're really looking at all the quarterbacks here, which one could slide to them once the Panthers pick at number one, the Texans pick at number two, the Cardinals uh, taking offers at number three. So the Colts are making sure that they're in line with all the quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud has been uh, examined well. Will Levis has gotten a look here. They're looking at Hendon Hooker later, so... Colts are really thinking about a quarterback with that number four overall pick. At our next team, it's the Jaguars. They added some insurance for Travis Etienne. I think he's going to be one of the better handcuffs in fantasy, as he was in Cleveland. Dearness Johnson is there in the mix. So I really like how he's incorporated well in this offense. He's a good swing backup, can do a lot of things Etienne can. So he's going to have high demand there to back up Etienne. It's also good feelings that they feel pretty good about Etienne being a lead back because they got a guy that can do a little bit of everything behind him. The Chiefs made an interesting addition. He played with Mike Kafka, the former Chiefs quarterback's coach in New York. It's Richie James. So he lost Juju Smith-Schuster in free agency. So they're trying to make up for that fact. And Richie James could have some really good value here. He did for the Giants as their best man standing last year that was available. So Richie James, someone I'm going to watch out for making some big plays for the Chiefs in a certain role. So something to look at there in Kansas City as a new weapon arrives for Patrick Mahomes. We go from Kansas City to another AFC West team, the Raiders. Uh, They did get Brian Hoyer. It's interesting, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer, two Patriots, the former quarterbacks, are now your two QBs there ahead of uh, Chase Garber. So do they look at a quarterback? There's something to consider. They're also... Adding another weapon here, DeAndre Carter is in the mix. So you have him with uh, Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro and, of course, Devontae Adams. So interesting pivoting away maybe from the tight end sets a little bit more given uh, they traded Darren Waller. Foster Morrow is on the shelf of the medical issue. They only have Austin Hooper and O.J. Howard that position. So maybe with the addition of Carter, who filled in nicely at times for the Chargers last year as a little bit of versatile receiver, they add him to the mix. So maybe spreading the ball out, throwing it quite a bit. We'll see if the Raiders want to invest in a quarterback now beyond having these two guys as a bridge here. Pretty strong bridge when these two really know the Patriot system well 
And they're also looking at Jalen Carter, so that uh, might tell you they're going away from quarterback and they're seeing if Jalen Carter would be worth it instead of forcing it on a quarterback. And we have also one player that uh, is trying to figure out what's going on here. It's Austin Eckler. And with Eckler, you're just uh, hoping that he stays with the Chargers. It's a really good fit for him. There's not a lot of uh, places and positions that are going to give him that free liberty. Of course, one of them would be the Broncos with Joe Lombardi, but they've got uh, Javonta Williams on the men. They've got Samadji P. Ryan, so they wouldn't bring in him as another Melvin Gordon-type move from the Chargers to the Broncos. So Austin Eckler probably staying put here with Los Angeles uh, in the Chargers backfield and uh, still maybe having one great season left in him before maybe things go in a different direction for team and Eckler. All right, last segment, we'll look at five more teams, including the Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Steelers, and Titans on the show. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free. Part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Another show that you should check out is with Damian Parson, Keith Sanchez. It's Lockdown NFL Draft. They break down all the stuff for you as we count down to April 27th, the first night in the first round. So looking forward to that. And those guys do a great job on their show. Also, don't forget about Lockdown NFL Scouting. We'll tell you more about that as well. But uh, Lockdown NFL Draft, Lockdown NFL Scouting, Lockdown Fantasy Football, going to get you all prepared well for the 2023 NFL Draft. All right. It is time to close the show and look at uh, the five more teams we need to talk about. One is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tyree Kill said he's looking to only play till 2025. We'll see if he's committed to that. But interesting there, if you're looking at him, a dynasty as a little bit older receiver, might make you think twice about keeping him too long and make a deal with somebody who's more maybe efficient to win now in that game. So something to look at there for sure. So Tyreek Hill, we'll see. He might change his mind. He, he's a interesting fellow for sure. He had a great season transitioning from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. So expect nothing less than Tyreek as an elite wide receiver one once more. Durham Smythe also got a nice contract from the Dolphins. So maybe they could be content not replacing Mike Gusecki, which would be interesting there. But uh, Durham Smythe has been a good blocking tight end and he can do a little bit of everything. So they might be discontent with that role in Mike McDaniel's offense and stick to the receivers. So it could be good news here for Tyreek Hill, John Waddle, maybe a little bit of Cedric Wilson in the mix there at wide receiver this season. The Patriots are not done looking at their backfield. Ramondre Stevenson is not going to get that full workhorse load. They're looking for a power complement after not re-signing Damian Harris. They could get that significant talent in the draft. There's some rumors they'll do that. So Stevenson and somebody else of top pedigree might form a one-two punch here in this Patriots backfield. So pump the brakes on Stevenson just having a dominant RB one season. It might uh, drop a little bit. As we know with the Patriots backfield, there's always something going on changing the values of players. And Ramondre Stevenson is not immune to that. Mac Jones has shopped in trade rumors. Looks like the Patriots are content keeping him at quarterback right now. I think the biggest thing they need to do is upgrade the offensive line and also look at wide receiver as well to continue to improve that offense. The Jets. Brees Hall looks uh, on the way to being fully healthy for the season. Great news for that. If you're in Dynasty and hoping that Brees Hall can have a big year two after flashing big time in year one before tearing up his knee. So it looks like he's on track to be healthy for the Jets. And another indication they're getting Aaron Rodgers, Tim Boyle signed. He was a former Bears guy that was in the Luke Gentry system, which was the Matt LaFleur system, which is now the Nathaniel Hackett system. So Tim Boyle in the mix for the Jets also suggests that Aaron Rodgers is going to be their number one quarterback. All right, we go to the Steelers. Offensive line continues to be a priority. That's what they've been focused on. Defense shoring up things 
in the fronts. And then you look at Isaac Samalo. That was a good pickup from the Eagles. I think they'll be in the market for either Peter Skronsky or Paris Johnson Jr. Maybe even a Broderick Jones in the first round of the draft to hold things down on the left side, replace Dan Moore Jr. in front of one uh, Kenny Pickett. I think he can have a breakout year. I think they're definitely going to focus on shoring up left tackle here in the draft. And finally, we go to the Tennessee Titans. They're a bit of a wild card with the quarterbacks in the draft. Could they trade all the way to number three with the Cardinals? Keep in mind, there's a Cardinals-Titans connection with the GM there. So that could be a move that we see. Two new GMs maybe eager to do something splashy. The Titans maybe going up for a quarterback, not looking at Malik Willis or, uh, or Ryan Tannehill as the answer here. Look at maybe Anthony Richardson who's involved, C.J. Stroud. They've also been closely attached to Will Levis. They've looked at Hendon Hooker right there out of Tennessee, Knoxville to Nashville. So all kinds of things. The Titans look like they're intent on taking a quarterback somewhere in this draft. Is it early, late? Is it higher than their first-round pick at number 11? A lot of things to look at there for sure in Tennessee. And Jeffrey Simmons, one of the best run stuffers in the league. The Titans are still going to be tough against the run because he got a contract extension there. So a lot of good stuff going around in the AFC here. But uh, those are things that you need to know here going into the draft. So interesting with my mock draft, uh, certain teams I think are going to be locked into quarterbacks. We'll overall look at that. I mean, the AFC teams for sure doing that. You look at the, the Texans at number two, expect to take Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Anthony Richardson. The Colts also making that decision based on who the Panthers take. So the Colts are on the clock at four, Texans on the clock at two. I think the Titans could go after quarterback. The Raiders are also wild card here. So a lot of AFC teams in the mix for these quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, the latest on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. We're still waiting there, but that's more of a Packers issue, trying to get the right compensation, make it work there to move the Three-time MVP there on draft day. Probably going to happen then. That's the expectation for the Jets to upgrade. But a lot of unfinished business for these teams, even after productive off-seasons here. So something they will definitely explore here to get their teams better. So overall, when you look at the AFC, I think a lot of teams have done well here. But certainly things we're going to watch out for most. Odell Beckham Jr., what kind of role that he might have playing off Rashad Bateman. Looking at Mixon, if the Bengals are more serious about replacing him. We'll see if Cortland Sutton goes on a move to a contending team. Perhaps he's going to the Jets. That's something to appeal. Going to Nathaniel Hackett and playing off the rest of the receivers. Replacing Corey Davis, something to look at there as well. So this is a big storyline. We're following a lot to still be done. And of course, Lamar Jackson looks again at the end of this to be going back to the Ravens versus going to the Colts or Titans. So we'll keep you posted on all that. But again, check out mock drafts, all the information up front there at sportingnews.com to break things down for you in the offseason for additional stuff for you. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Again, we will look at the NFC News and Notes tomorrow. We'll look uh, all the way across the league. The big story there, Saquon Barkley, the Giants, and him might be one and done or maybe... Not at all here in 2023, so we'll break that down a lot more with the, the other 15 teams in the NFC. Now make your second list on Locked NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. Uh, from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, 
This has been Video Iyer with a quick whip around the AFC with all the news and notes you need to know. And we'll close the week tomorrow doing the same for the NFC.